Exploring the Prophetic is a conversation-based podcast that we want to invite you on this journey into people's lives in every sphere of society where they're sharing how they've heard God and what's happened as a result. I want to encourage you to come join the conversation. And this season, season three, we're specifically focusing on how when God speaks, there's breakthrough actions that happen that would have never happened if it wasn't for hearing from God in the first place. Before and after moments, what would take 20 years is happening in a second because beautiful believers are obeying the voice of God. Come join the conversation. Come join the narrative. God is speaking to you today. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I'm so excited about today's show. I love season three. It's all about breakthrough. And today we have Joel Needler, who's the publisher of my latest book, Through the Eyes of Love. Joel was in front of a live studio audience. As a matter of fact, it was so profound, just his storytelling and just his, the way he's gone after publishing and book writing, editing, publicist, all these kinds of things from a spiritual perspective. So profound that he's working for HarperCollins. And in HarperCollins, they have been known for not having charismatic books for a long time. They have Thomas Nelson, Zondervan, and they're the largest Christian publisher in the world. And Joel was working on different projects like Magnolia with um, Chip and Joanna Gaines and, and Tim Tebow's book and different books. And he was working on these projects and just wanted to see people have an encounter with God. And so he shifted his whole life towards that. And as a result, we're one of the many people he's publishing, which is amazing through HarperCollins, through Emanate, which is also Thomas Nelson brand, which I'm very excited about. Now, I say that because... To be in the publishing world and hear God and actually navigate with God as your GPS, you know, as God as your your internal guiding system, and see what's at stake in that is huge. He's made some wonderful and awesome and hard decisions to be who he is, and I love the breakthroughs that have come because of that. So you get to hear these stories today. It's going to be amazing. It was right live in front of our Birmingham audience at a Modern Prophetic Night. Um, we still have Modern Prophetic Tour going on. Come join us somewhere especially if you're in North America, come join us on one of the tour nights. They're amazing. Four hours of seminar-based uh, prophetic impartation. You'll love it. But come listen to Joel. This is going to be an awesome interview for many of you. So we'll be right back with Joel Needler. I love the theme of breakthrough because it's not just a buzzword in the Bible. It's one of the ways that God reveals himself. And I've written a new prophecy, prayer, and declaration book that's all about how to apply breakthrough in 12 areas of your life. So your family, your health, your business, your investments, your finances, of course. And so when you understand God who breaks through, that he actually has an investment in you as a son or daughter, that he is going to walk with you and navigate, not according to what you can receive by your man-made effort, but you're going to have a God result if he takes you through God process. And breakthrough is all about that. There's prophecies, prayers, and declarations for each of these areas that are going to lead you on a journey of how to pray and having language and connection for ways to say things that you will feel empowered as your mind and your heart and your spirit line up and create a prayer or a declaration of breakthrough. So come get my book. It's everywhere books can be sold. You're going to really enjoy this. We've been getting feedback that is phenomenal. And I want to hear your feedback as well. Come on up here. I'm so excited. Come on up. Thank you, sir. Well, we've been working together. We actually have a project. That's how I met you as you pursued yeah. us. It was funny because we published with a different publisher uh, quite often. And uh, you came to us and said, I think we could do something together. I think there's something on this. Yeah. And so we have this book, which isn't out yet, called Through the Eyes of Love. This is an advanced reading copy. And so this is kind of like my book, Translating God, but it's story-based and gives new theology and understanding for how God works yeah. in everyday life, which is amazing. Because we go through like 
family and business and even creativity and these kinds of things. Yes. And you had faith for this. You actually, he actually went to like Walmart and places first before we had a book written mm -hmm. to pitch them why they should carry me. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, he made up his own book and said, this is John Bowles. You need to meet him and you need to carry this. And so you, you soccer mom this. <laughs> well, I had a little help too, but exactly. Yeah. So well, I'm so glad you did because we got to meet through this project and get to know each other. And yeah, I'm glad you said yes. We're, we're <laughs> thrilled to work with you. I am too. Is this one that we can keep? Absolutely. That means yeah. I get to give it away. Well, okay. we have another one. You can give another one away, Jeremy. So yeah, well, I have one at home of this. So okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you can. You okay, can I want to give this to somebody who um, has an anniversary because they've been married 25 years. You have an anniversary like this summer that's at least 25 years. What is it? I, you're excited enough to yell, so you can she, have she's this. Yelling. Yeah. I'm giving this to you through the eyes of love. No one has this yet. Do not show it to anybody but your best friends. Okay, until September. What's our What's our release date? Uh, 13th. It's 13th. Day has to be a Tuesday. 10th. September 10th. 10th. I don't know if I'm allowed to give those away. I should have asked you first, but it just sounded fun. I can't good. do anything without them, so I'm okay, just. Okay, good. You, you guys know. are. It's un. It's not finished, but it's finished. Yeah. It's unedited. Okay, so, so let's talk because I want to actually go really far back. Okay. Yeah. Because one of the things I loved when you came out and, and hung out with us, he hung out with us in Studio City. You said, this is my other land. Like, I actually came out to pursue acting when I was young. Yeah. And that's when I met Jesus. Yeah. And I want to talk about this because that's a huge departure to be a publisher from pursuing acting. Yes. Let's yes, go there. Yes, it's been quite a leap. Uh, but yeah, my mother... Uh, raised us in Los Angeles in the early 70s, mid-70s. So I've got some very funky pictures out there of me and my, <laughs> my two brothers. Uh, we were not believers. She was divorced. She was working wow. two jobs. She worked at Sotheby's where all the artwork was. Yeah. I was just asking about the artwork. So, yeah, those were our stomping grounds when we were little kids. So when I graduated high school, we were up in the Bay Area, and I wanted to be an actor, so I went back down. Wow. I literally slept on the floor of a, an actor friend of mine in, in Silver Lake. And that still happens today. It's still <laughs> And you, you get to meet all of them. Yes. So, uh, you know, and I, I picked up the drama log, and I was just doing a grape shot, trying to get into any show I could, and I could find. And, and I met some great people and wow. did some interesting things. But what took me by surprise was a dream that I had. Um, yeah, this dream was like... This was the beginning of your kind of breakthrough prophetic journey. Yes. Yeah, so, and when you use the word breakthrough, I'd like to emphasize that it was really a breakthrough from friends of mine who were believers praying for me as an unsuspecting yeah. friend. I had I had spent the weekend with some friends up in Tahoe. They'd invite. I don't. You know, they were skiing, but we were visiting and talking about the Lord. And I didn't know that one of the girls there, Nicole was a very strong believer. Like, she was mm. praying in front of everybody. So I, I was very curious about Jesus, but I was yeah. curious about Mormonism and, and the Jewish faith and all kinds of things. So one night, uh, I fell asleep, wasn't expecting anything, um, and I was placed inside of this dream. And I'm standing there in sort of a, a blank room. There wasn't much to see other than what was happening right in front of me. And there was essentially a, a woman trying to tempt me, mm. And then I would get bored, and then it would sh shift into another form. And then it was this guy saying, hey, let's, uh, let's go steal some money. Let's go, you know, wow. have some fun. And I'm like, well, I don't think we should, but, you know. And I could tell that my resistance level was decreasing moment by moment. Um, 
So you didn't do any of the things, but no, there was I, greater and greater temptation. There was a temptation, yeah. and they were kind of reading me for what I would be tempted with. And it got to the point where I was feeling pretty weak, and that was looking pretty good. And I thought, well, maybe I'll just cross over the line. And right as I was about to step over the line, this girl, Nicole, that I had met, steps into my dream. And she says, oh. no, don't, just wait. And she's holding a Bible, and she starts reading from the Bible and pointing at this figure. And, she's, and now I'm a spectator just watching, yeah. you know. And she's reading from the Bible, pointing at this figure. And this figure starts to become agitated. Mm. And he starts to threaten her. And he turns into kind of a, my version of a devil or yeah. a, an actual devil. And I could see what was behind all this. And he was enraged. He was full of rage. Wow. And he points at her and he tells her, if you don't stop, I'm going to burn you to death. He's wow. trying to really scare her. And she, she was so bold. She said, I'm not going to stop. She took a step forward and she read some more scriptures. And something in me felt like she was reading from Revelation, like telling him where his end is going to be. I don't know. Maybe I yeah. made that up, you know, 20 plus years later. But uh, so then he did. He got really mad. And he pointed at her. And flames flew out, and she was scorched to death and fell dead right in front of me. And then this guy was gone. Poof. Wow. And I was alone, standing there with my dead friend, thinking, you did not have to do all that. You know, like, this wasn't... And then a light opened up in front of me, and, uh, and it was Jesus. And he was floating down, and he came right down, and his eyes were glued on her. And I could, you could see how proud he was, but he wow. was coming down. He, he was in a robe. His feet never touched the ground. He scooped her up, and he was just beaming. He was smiling at her. And instantly, her body became whole, brand new, and she woke up. And they, they were happy together, you know. And then all he did, and he never opened his mouth, but he looked straight up, locked eyes with me, and a whole world of, you know, feelings and thoughts and a challenge and massive amounts of love, but I'm not going to do this for you. And, you know, wow. won't you come follow? And then he just ascended and it all closed up. Then I woke up. Wow. Yeah. So for someone who didn't even have a belief system, no, I didn't. this is how you introduce is a demonic yeah. dream. Where your friend shows you the virtue of Christianity, you know, no, yeah. there's no greater love than when well, someone lays down their life for someone dude, else. And that's why I like you, because you, you totally get that God is at work in regular people's lives. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, you don't have to have it all together. He loves people, and he wants to reach them. Yeah, because you didn't get actually saved or turn your life over to God for several years. No, I was, was still it? an idiot for a while. I, was not. <laughs> I told I was, everybody about the dream, yeah. but I still wanted to be an actor, and I still wanted to, you know, do my thing. And unfortunately, my life went into a pit precipitously, I guess, when you deny the Lord, you know, you <laughs> open the door to something else. So yeah. <laughs> I, I had to learn the hard way, but I did eventually Yeah, come around. Yeah. So what was, uh, take me here, because for God to plant such a seed into your life, like he was yeah. showing you power over the enemy, power of the temptation, yeah. Yeah. power of a laid down life. Yeah, showing me the battle. How did that play you're in. into you getting saved and what, you're, you know, what you've ended up doing? Yeah, so I got saved in East Texas, uh, at East Texas Church on the Rock, if anybody remembers Church on the Rock. Um, I'm not from Texas, yeah. so I didn't know churches like this existed or this type of stuff <laughs> happened, and everybody was excited and dancing, and so 
but when the pastor preached, I felt like he was reading my mail. It was wow. one of those moments and walked the aisle. But, but at that point, I literally walked out in the parking lot and I knew I was in uh, a graduate school theater program and I was either going to divorce my new wife and chase acting wow. 100% or I was going to leave acting and start a family and raise my family. I mean, that's how evil my heart was at the time. Wow. Um, thankfully, I said yes to <laughs> starting a family. We and are very yes grateful you did. <laughs> yeah. And I walked away. I, I dropped out of college. And, and so I was a fish out of water in East Texas. I took a job at a toilet factory. I took a job, you know, chasing golf balls. I mean, God, he really humbled me. Yeah. Like, when I was at the toilet factory, dude, it, it was like, I'm not telling anybody back in California what I'm doing right now. Right? <laughs> like, you don't even start at the toilets. You start at the urinals, oh, no. and you might get to do some sinks, and then if you're good enough, they'll call you, you up the to the big show, to the, to the toilets. So, I mean, that was, and that was the Lord. I, that is completely wow. the Lord, because that, to this day, I didn't want to do it because of my pride, but he knew it would humble me. I would yeah. work with my hands. I would meet real people, real, you know, like I wasn't. And I, I ended up ministering and getting to know two or three, four people. And there's like hurting families, a, a guy's wife is about to leave him. I got to pray wow. with him, you know, all that stuff. And so I started, I had to go back to school. The Lord sent me back to humility school. But I like that because one of the things we talk about quite a bit is that there's, there's this thing that happens when you really give your life to God where he says, I have a journey for you yeah. with a destination you can't get to the way you would choose it. Yeah. And I surrender would. to me, and you end up doing things that you wouldn't. Like you're looking at your friends. If you compare, you go, my friends are all successful, and yeah. they're just doing A, B, C, D. And he's like, yeah, but they're not getting the same result. Like especially the leadership that's on your life, if you just wanted to be a leader, you wouldn't be able to lead yourself into that kind of role of what you're doing now with this. Yeah. And I think that's so profound. Yeah. So eventually, uh, my sister took a job at Multnomah Publishers in Oregon, okay. and that's how I got into publishing in 2000, and I was happy to yeah, <laughs> you're happy take to a desk job after change, that. I'm sure, to change. Yeah. Tell me a God story in the publishing world where God came through in an amazing way where he spoke to you. Good question. Um, you went to a, a book convention, actually, it was one of the ones that you've told me before. Yeah, I, that's right. Yeah, I really yeah. like that one. See, so I'm that, helping you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> what would you say? I said, I'm helping you. Yes, you are. Thank you. Um, it, he helps us every day. I mean, we uh, have had a lot of really interesting things happen. But um, a couple of years ago, we were headed to a convention. And we go to a lot of conventions. And in, and in the industry, you go to conventions. And yeah. so... After 15 years of conventions, you roll your eyes a bit and think, well, why do I need to go this year? And so I was doing that, and I thought, Lord, that's a bad attitude. Okay, okay. Lord Jesus, what do you want to accomplish at this convention? And, and he spoke to me just gently in my heart and said, I want you to love every person I place in front of you. Wow. Had nothing to do with business, had nothing to do with much of anything. Now, I'm a social guy. I like to talk to people anyway. But to really think about stop and loving this, you know, so it was at Starbucks in the morning. I'm really trying to <laughs> love the barista. You know, sir, could you please move? You know, no, no. Well, how's your life going? You know, um, you know all of the, uh, the other folks that you meet at the convention. And, and it, went, it went great. I mean, I, I was listening to people. You know, it's like yeah. active listening, which yeah. is what you encourage, you know, in prophetic ministry. And... And so that has stuck with me, and that's actually become a, like a life motto, and that's what I love about what you do, and that's why I like the title of the next book, you, you know, is 
seeing people through the eyes of love because yeah. that's how God is seeing them and he wants us to join him. So how did that change the actual book convention for you since yeah. it was something that had be become monotonous or boring? What happened? Oh, it was lively for me. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was great. I, I was happy to see everybody and we had a, a wonderful time. Um, you know, so. <laughs> I don't know. No, I thought he's like, as a matter of fact, I don't have one story to tell you about it, but it was amazing. <laughs> That's right. That's the one. So. Exactly. No. no, I love it. I love that picture of, yeah. I think God, uh, when he gives us those indicators or those, or those promptings to actually change what becomes very monotonous. I actually worked for a trade show company at one point. Oh, okay. Can you imagine how fun that would be? Oh, wow. Now, yeah. if you're a trade show employee, you might like that, but I didn't like, I wasn't designing. I was just like helping to pitch trade show displays that I didn't understand. And I remember just going, God, this is the worst job of my life, besides working at Weight Watchers Customer Service, second worst job of my life. <laughs> and I remember just going, God, you got to help me to like love these people and have it. And he turned it into yeah. an amazing job. Like yeah. it turned into a really amazing job. And it's almost like you don't graduate until you get it. Yeah, you know? it's so true. So that it's important. And it, it comes from like its perspective, right? I think that's what the Holy Spirit imparts the most yeah. is he helps us to have a perspective for what he's doing in our current life. And sometimes I look at that and I go, I don't know how people who are in the hospital right now or wherever find themselves without that kind of perspective that only Christians seem to continually walk in where we're all of a sudden in a sucky circumstance. And he goes, Romans 8, 28, I'm going to use this for your good. Yeah. Which is amazing. So you've had a few of those in your lifetime. Let's, let's kind of go back into some story time. Okay. Tell us some of the times that God showed up the most through his voice in your lifetime. His voice in my lifetime. Um, I've got a big story. It's more of a... I was adopted when I was born. Well, I told you yeah. a little bit about that. Um, and I found my birth mother when I was 23. And then uh, she told me a little bit about the background and how she was a stewardess and he was a pilot. And uh, so I grew up most of my life knowing that. Um, but to truncate the story, I got to know her. She became a believer. I've got a brother and sister through her. Yeah. And so we all got reunited back in the early 90s. By 2013, uh, she called me and said, uh, hey, um, are you sitting down? I have something to tell you. I'm like, oh, okay. What's that? And she said, well, your father may be someone other than who I thought he was. Wow. I said, okay. What happened? Well, I was watching a movie the other night while I was babysitting, and she had had a couple of strokes, and I, I, you know, I have a lot of compassion for her. <coughs> she said she was watching The Way We Were with Robert Redford, and there was an actor who went across the screen who looked like me, and it turned out she had dated him in New York City at the same time. You know, it was the 60s. I'm sorry. It was the late 60s. Just <laughs> a lot of grace, please. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and she had forgotten. I mean, she went all the way to the hospital, had a baby, and told them his father is wow. a pilot. Wow. So I'm like, a pilot? I hate flying. Like, why? Yeah. That makes no sense to me. Like, anyway, I fly all the time now. But so, so for me, it was one of those kaleidoscope moments, and his name was Ed Power. He was an actor in Hollywood. He had been in movies and television. He fought the Incredible Hulk. He had been on Charlie's Angels. He had done all these wow. television programs. And I'm just, the camera of my life is going out. And, you know, I mean, and I really felt, though, from the Lord that he was putting his arm around me and telling me how much he loved me, wow. that he wanted me to know the truth. 
and that I wasn't crazy wanting to be an actor when I was younger because it happened. And it was part of your part of my DNA. Yeah. And that's so incredible. So I love, I just want to repeat the, the, what happened. So you ended up meeting your, your mother. Yes. Your birth yeah. mother. Yeah. Which was, a, I'm sure, just a super intense process. Yeah. Even if it's not intense in the moment, just the whole picture of that. And God gets her saved. Yes. All of us. We all, all got saved yeah, around every, the same time. The whole, yeah. the whole group. And then she has an awakening moment. Something yeah. happens where she realizes through a TV, she's watching a movie. Yeah. And she sees the man. Yeah. Now, did you get to meet him? I did. Let's talk about that story for a minute. <laughs> so I met you before I met him. Like, I've, yeah. met, I, I've met him, uh, what, April? April yeah. of last year. Um, and he is retired up yeah. in uh, New Hampshire. So he grew up outside of Boston, Irish kid. His dad died uh, when he was very young. And I have uh, five more siblings on that side, essentially. Wow. So, so the, the life of Joseph means a lot in the sense that I was separated from my family. I now have 11 brothers and sisters. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm really what? mad at all of them, you know, <laughs> but I'm going to forgive them, you know, so. Uh, oh no, so God. it's just the Lord. Like, only wow. the Lord can orchestrate Absolutely. all of that. Like, Absolutely. You know, I just think it's a picture of God, how much he loves family. Yeah. And he wants to heal family. And he, he divinely sets us up so that we can, in our lifetime, have a level of redemption yeah. and connection. That word connection is so important. Yeah. And I look at how he's led you through, through all these years, because you've helped so many people, and you've helped people find you know, their projects. You've helped people find their audience. You've helped people find I love it. their uh, world. We, we enjoy it. I... And I just think of how God sewed back into your life and said, I place the places that are lonely in your heart back into family. Yeah. And I just think, how beautiful is God? Yeah. He, he knew he was awesome. going to do this. He is so good. But he is orchestrating these... things in all of your lives too. I mean, yeah. there's you think you've seen it all, and then he does another he whammy, and you just go, uh, "You, I couldn't have planned that," you know. No. So I mean, going from birth mom to birth dad to eleven brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Christmas. That would be. I, I think I would have a panic attack having to get to know them all. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So. so I want to go to one more story before we end because I really love that story. I love the implications of that story for those who are listening because God really does take such careful, careful charge over us. And he really does care about those details. And it doesn't mean that he, everyone's going to meet their birth parents and you're going to meet your birth parents. And you're gonna, you know, it's not but it for, means yeah, that it's, it's about different. he unravels the mystery of us that he wanted to be revealed in our lifetime so that we can really have healthy identity, but we could also bring that identity to the world around us. Yeah. And I'm thinking about you as a book publisher, because one of the things that happened when you were young in this is that you ended up reading Rick Joyner's The Final Quest, which yeah. was huge for you. It I think was. it's really interesting that you've worked on these kinds of books, like for Jabez, Heaven is a Real, Magnolia Story, but you were really inspired by Rick Joyner. How many of you have read The Final Quest here? A lot of us have read this book, and it's a really intense prophetic allegory. I mean, even the way he yeah. writes it, it's like it was a before and after moment for a lot of people. Yeah. Three or four million copies sold uh, lot, in the first yeah. two years. Yeah. And this thing just, I mean, people would ask each other behind the scenes, are you reading the final quest? <laughs> you know, it was this thing of like, you didn't say it out loud. You whispered it. Are you reading this book? You know, and it was just a phenomenal book. But tell us about what happened when you read this. Yeah, that was a seminal moment for me in my Christian walk. I was only a couple of years into the faith. And again, I had I, heard about dreams and visions like we all had. But um, 
someone said, hey, you got to read this. And so I read it. I didn't know Rick Joyner. I didn't know Morningstar or any of it. And it was one of those books I couldn't put down. And yeah. so I read it in like two days and was blown away. And it, it was it's such an epic event. And I didn't know these levels were possible. Like, I didn't know if you go sit on a mountain in a cabin for a week, the Lord might, you know, take you away. From I've tried it many times. I've never it, had the Rick Joyner experience. Yeah, I know, I know. So um, it, it was incredible. And I would start quoting it, and my wife would say, you might want to start reading the Bible again. You know, just stop <laughs> quoting this book, go it's back amazing. to the Bible. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, I could recount most of it for you right now. I loved it so wow. much. And so... Um, and the Lord, what the, it's, and it's also a reflection of the Lord. It's like the book of Revelation. It's the revealing of Jesus. It's the revealing of heaven. It's the revealing of all the people in heaven that are with him. Yeah. And they're able to comment on things that are happening on the earth. And all, you know, it just took the, the curtain back for a little bit. And it just blew me away. Yeah. And it made me nervous. Too. <laughs> like, whoa. You know, the judgment seat. We don't talk about the judgment seat yeah. at all. And he was petrified in the story about approaching the judgment seat. But then you learn... That it's because he loves us and yeah. he wants to set things right. And it rocked my world. I mean, it was, and it still is, one of my top favorite books. So going know. into even the HarperCollins part of Emanate Books, yeah. how did that play into it? You're reading a book in your first stages of Christianity. Yeah. Now you're publishing charismatic books, so you're yeah. hoping to have a reach. Like, that's very serendipitous. But did you ever put those two together? Like, I have to do this. It's a great honor to publish books. Um, and by the way... Uh, Rick Joyner had done a deal with Thomas Nelson uh, and gave them the final quest and the call, and they were about to set it out of print. And I said, oh hold God. on a second. Wow. Yeah. And so we have it under the Emanate uh, brand. That's amazing. So still alive. I love that. Yeah. I, I, one of the things we don't talk about enough is sometimes you'll be called a gatekeeper. You'll be called you know, someone who has authority in the publishing world or whatever. Yeah. And we don't realize that we're, we really do get behind the scenes and allow things to happen that wouldn't have happened if you weren't positioned there. All because God used that book as an awakening for you, so it can be yeah. an awakening for many others. It almost got set aside. That's amazing. Yeah. So uh, we publish, you know, mainly charismatic, spirit-filled books, which is new for Thomas Nelson, um, working with you and, and some other folks. But we love what we get to do. Um, what was your question? Oh. <laughs> I'm tap dancing here. Sorry. The the. And we have a special light show going on. I'm not sure what's yeah, happening. It's awesome. But uh, it's, we're from Hollywood, so we set up the lights different. I don't know. I don't, um, but I, I asked the question, like, how did reading The Final Quest affect you being a publisher now? Yeah. So my sister, who was working at Multnomah, knew that I loved books. And so I was reading a whole lot of, you know, Christian books yeah. at the time. And that's why I jumped into it, because it sounded like a lot of fun. But uh, so once I started working in publishing, suddenly you're seeing books from Max Licato and, you know, everyone across the spectrum. So it's been a great introduction to so many parts of the faith in so many churches and ministries. <coughs> but, <clears throat> but my heart comes back to spirit-filled, you know, life yeah. because we've seen too much. <laughs> like we, you know, I can't go back to acting like God's not alive and active Absolutely. because he is. So good. So and we thank you for it. I, I'm excited yeah. to see what comes out of m and Thanks, man. Thank you so much for being a part of this yeah. interview. Appreciate you. Hey, Exploring the Prophetic Family. This is Sean Bowles. And I don't know if you know this, but Bowles Ministries, our ministry, puts together these podcasts for you every week. If you're listening in your car or your gym or at home while you're making your kids lunch for school, wherever you're listening to this, 
We have done our best to put together a quality podcast to explore the subject of hearing God's voice with you. And we want to continue to do this and we need your partnership. I want to encourage you, if you're loving the show, if you're connected to the show, there's three ways you can partner. Number one is we would love your prayer support. Pray for us. This is not an easy thing to do week after week after week. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of coordination. And it also takes a lot of spiritual presence, just being present with what God's doing. Number two, financially support us. We would love your financial support and partnership. We have an incredible partnership program where you can engage with a community of people who are partnering with Bulls Ministries to send the message of hearing God's voice around the world. We do events. We do, of course, this podcast. We do all kinds of things that are free things where we give videos online. We do uh, webinars. We do all kinds of things to encourage people to hear God's voice and to activate their gifts, to activate them in the faith it takes to go on this incredible journey. So financially support us by going to bullsministries.com. And the third way you can help us is to subscribe and also leave a review under the podcast and share it with your friends, share it on your social media platform. Tell your friends about it at work, tell your friends about it at church. And the more you help us, the word of mouth is the most powerful source of engaging the community people who are hungry for this kind of a subject. So be part of our, our ministry team, our prayer ministry team, our partnership team, but also be a voice for what you're listening to. If you love it, tell the stories of the people who are telling the stories to you. 